It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, join by me up, buddy. Me up. It's at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on, buddy? How are you doing? Uh, yeah, well, it's good. I mean, the, the game, I, I kind of wanted to come in and say that something was great about the game that just happened, but it wasn't really. No, pants. Um, I don't, so I couldn't really come in with a you know a big sort of wow start for you, but uh, I was quite impressed with the the five nil game from the other night. That was that was a good one. The five nil game. So um, I can't even remember what it was now. Somebody got a safety and a field goal, and that's it. They won five nil. You just know, some there's one guy on the planet who placed a bet on that. Probably the guy <laughs> who uh, suffered the safety. I don't know. Uh, but John Gruden yeah. worth a hundred milli uh, contracts after eking out a win against the uh, a really strong Packers no. team. What do you think? Mm, don't know. <laughs> the, the problem he's got the problem he's got is that one you know if you i don't know if there's a serious question the thing i think that's a, an issue for gruden is he's been out the game we're not out the game he's been out the coaching game and i know he stayed very close to it with his media work and all the rest but he's got a you know quite a big task to come back and perform and the other thing he's done is uh i mean i get it every every roster should have experience on it but um like he's filled the roster with quite a lot of old dudes, right? So and he doesn't speak to Khalil Mack, so he's got a communication problem. Yeah, who's you know one of his best players? He probably should speak to him. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. So they they won they won the preseason game. Yep, well done. Um, yeah, and all we did was get a couple of guys injured, I guess. One that didn't even start the game, didn't even get to the game, got injured in the warm up. So yeah, which is kind of the there you go. big yeah. news of the week, right? Uh, yeah, so I guess it stands out because arguably the third preseason game, which is what we've just. Uh, Suffered, can I say suffered instead of witnessed, uh, experienced, watched. Um, you can if you bother to stay up for it. Yeah, which is just crazy, yeah. crazy time. Um, madness, what is it, 3 a.m. start? Which is Something crazy. absolute bonkers. But, uh, Still going on it. So wasn't it about 10 past 6 in the morning it finished here in the UK and Ireland? Yeah, I was I was up with the kid. Something <laughs> and it was like end of third yeah, quarter. So, I was like, cool. So you, saw, you watched the fourth quarter, but not by choice. No, right? no, I was held hostage yeah. um, by, my, by my baby son. But he was sleepwalking by the way, which is a great addition. So he used to call out when he woke up at night and daddy, come here. And then you come in, settle and we go back to sleep. Now he just gets out of bed, opens our door, comes in. We say, hello. And then he doesn't say anything, just gets into the bed and falls asleep. So that's that's a great addition. Um, not knowing when you're going to meet a zombie <laughs> I love, child. I love that you give him, I, I love that you give him the same hello that you use on the podcast beginning. That was good. It literally was the same hello. <laughs> Hello, son, and welcome it to the... exactly <laughs> welcome yeah. to Mommy and Daddy's room. As usual, I'm your dad at Stevie NFL on Twitter, and you're not talking to me. You're just gonna follow me. That's how you just talk, isn't it? All day long. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you pick up the phone at work. Hello, welcome to. <laughs> like a method actor or something, it. you know? Yeah. Time. But anyway, before we before we get onto the Raiders, anyway, what have you been doing with your bank holiday weekend, or do you get a bank holiday weekend over there in Ireland? No, I don't. You see, the job I work in, um, which. I'd love it this to be full time, but it's not. Um, and again, we, we will say that both of us are, you know, available for hire. Um, is that um no, I don't get it, but I'm actually off this week. Um, so I get to sort of spend a bit of time. Do you know what I did? Do you know what I did late last night? And it was because I had today off and the rest of the week. 
is I partook in sort of like the annual fantasy football tradition. And get this, give me your take on this, right? My team, Saquon Barkley. Well, part of my team, I'm not going to bore everybody with it. Saquon Barkley, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham, um, Randall Cobb, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, just some other nice pieces on there, right? What? Now, I got... Did you, you, you get the email? Now, there are people... Is this a 10-team league? It's a 10-team league, right? I will yeah. concede. But pretty pimping team, right? And I got an email after and it said, um, grade B, projected finish, 4-10. and 10. And then it said, tied for 7th place. What? I mean, what? What? What's Do going not on? I know that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback ever. It's ridiculous. I, it, like, as you see it, that they sort of show this was what he was last year. He's going to be the same this year. They're like... No, probably not. Uh, well, we hope not. Are you partaking in any fantastical uh, fantasy football this year, Rhino? I well, mean... yeah. Normally, I get involved in um, the fantasy football with where you where you pick the whole entire defense as well. Uh-huh. Um, but for whatever reason, uh, I haven't haven't got onto one of those this year, which is a shame because uh, they are good fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from all the UK Packers leagues that we're we're both in. Uh, and the weekly pick'em. That's that's about it. I think our American football team's probably going to do a league of some sort. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, fantasy, I'm I'm always bang up for it for the first two or three weeks, and then usually my starting quarterback gets injured, uh, and and then I just <laughs> lose all interest. Yeah, and now it's bonkers. That happens to me every time. And I think what happens is is that I always like try to stay cognizant of the bye week but then every one of my players is on a bye week week seven so then i start like dropping starters and stuff just to try you know shove the player in <laughs> well i was just gonna say then i reckon we could play a game at home where you have like a random word bingo and if anyone had cognizant on their card tonight they could have just checked that one off you know i do like to use a uh, cognizant uh there's a few other words i like to throw yeah. in there uh, yeah cognizant is definitely because i don't i don't reckon that would have been if somebody put a fiver on for for hearing the word cognizant on a uk and irish packers podcast i don't think it's one they'd have gone for i might be wrong e- no even the grammar podcast i don't think <laughs> you get a the grammar <laughs> podcast insert commas here you know we should do one of those that's maybe that's over wednesday is the grammar podcast uh, what are you doing are you still you, 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 you chugging through walls <laughs> or are you you know doing that kool-aid guy where you just burst through and say i don't know what he says i can't remember um, how's it all going with you, bro? <laughs> the cool guy. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to put some, uh, what do you call them? Radiators. You know the things that make heat. Um, yeah. Wanted to put a couple of them on the wall. Went to do that. Couldn't do it because there was nothing to put the fittings to. Ended up having to take down all the old plaster off the other side of the wall, which I wasn't going to do yet. Put the supports in to put the radiator on, and then reboard the other side of the wall. So what was supposed to be about a five to ten minute job ended up taking a couple of hours. Um, So that was wonderful. Um, And I'm really (laughs) glad I bothered to do it. And explain, so so you you took plaster off a wall. This is the plaster podcast. And you just wanted to put like Mm -hmm. fittings, like literally drill holes into the wall, put up a support and hang a radiator on it. And that took a couple of hours. Right, yeah. So I should probably start at the start. So it's an old house here. And you know, obviously, um, before you had things like plasterboard. Yeah. Right, plasterers would put these little strips of wood across beams in the, in the wall and then go with a horsehair and plaster, lime plaster, whatever you want to call it, stuff over the top. So I've already done one side and boarded it and it's been plastered nicely. And the other side I haven't done yet because I haven't got started in the hallway yet. And uh, basically the only way to put the 
uh, radiators back up was to put some supports between the beams in the wall to actually be able to screw the supports into. Uh, uh, so then I ended up having to take all the plaster off the other side of the wall, take all the beam, uh, all these little bars off that take forever and just sort of get nails and things flick everywhere. and Yeah, clean all that up, tidy that all up, put the supports in the wall, board it back up, put the radiator on the wall. So yeah, that was my day. So I don't know why you, I don't know why you asked me that because it's probably incredibly boring for anybody listening. But. Well, we went from grammar to home improvements, so I think we're kind of we're touching all bases. I think we'll just talk about you know. Yeah. What other topics do you want to talk about? I tell you <laughs> what, you, you mentioned about you you mentioned about Gruden's contract. I wanted to ask you something a little bit. Uh, it's more now back to football related, but not Packers. Go OBJ's on. contract. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr., for those not familiar with the OBJ. Um, obviously, his contract just got given today. Makes him, what, what did I see somebody say, the highest paid receiver in the league now? Yeah, 95 million, top 65 million guaranteed. Yep. Is he worth that money when he hasn't... Well, it's going to sound really harsh. He's done a hell of a lot more than I've done. Um, but does he really turn up in the big games when he's needed? Yeah, see, I don't like the guy personally. I think he's a, I think he's a fool. Um, and I'm so sick of like, what are we now, 2018, and we're still like, mm-hmm. f- you know, there's still little videos going up on preseason games of him rehearsing these little one-handed catch in the end zone. Like, I'm so sick of it now. Like, did how did no one do that before now? Or if they did, why is it publicised that he's doing it? I don't get it. Like, there's all these stories about it's that because they, if you coach any player to use two hands, surely. Yeah, and he's got this like, gimmicky shite. It, it's so annoying. Like, and I, I think there's an awful lot of hype there. And I, I want to hate the dude just because I think he's, I don't know, <laughs> he just does some silly stuff. But again, not begrudging or not being a hater, you know, just the fact that I think his attitude stinks. And I think that, you know, if you had somebody other, you know, really, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to be too harsh on him, I guess. But I looked into his stats, as I do. And he's always up there in pro football focus, but famously against um, the Packers, um, he didn't do a whole lot. And then he's you know punching holes in walls and stuff. But I think there was wasn't there a point that he hadn't got a touchdown for the first six games of one of the seasons, and then he ended up showing up for yeah. the rest of the season. So I think when you do look at his stats, mm-hmm. his yardage is pretty good. Um, so yeah, I guess he's worth it. I, what do you think? I mean, you know, this is nearly this is getting up there to. Quarterback I, I mean, I was really asking the question. It's, it's not like I've got... Um, he's a hard guy to like, but I've got no reason to dislike him. So it's not really that for me. It's him as a football player, okay? So he's on a team where, uh, like it or not, Eli Manning is an elite quarterback. Um, you can't spell elite without Eli. So right. um, they, do you know what I mean? He's got the tools on that team to do it. He's got a good support cast. He's got a quarterback that's won uh, multiple Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um and yet, I'm not sure they've won one since he's been on the team, and and now he gets this massive contract. I mean, fair play to him; he's he's earned his money. But you know, when it comes around to the likes of someone like Devontae Adams, um, if I can think of other teams with, with up and comings right now, you've got uh, probably Tyreek Hill at the Chiefs. Um, there's a whole bunch of guys who probably make more of an impact for their team um, that are not being paid that kind of money. So it's going to be interesting to see what it does to any sort of wide receiver market in the future. Well, here's the question for you. I mean, how impactful is OBJ if he was on a team with Aaron Rodgers? Because, like, we've seen Jordy Nelson be ridiculous, and now apparently he's ridiculous in Oakland and a big tier. Um, but, you know, what what would you see with the likes of Aaron Rodgers and OBJ? And how how great would that be? Because, 
you know, Eli with all of the coaching changes and then being benched and losing his longest running streak and all this type of lark, uh, you know, last season. And the fact that they're going to have to, and they were rumored to try get a quarterback this year that was going to take over from Eli and all that drama. So I don't know. It's a bit of an odd decision, isn't it, to um, pay a guy? No, I don't think they had a choice as well. Is another reason. Like I don't think um, they they sort of keep saying, "Oh, fair fair play to OBJ and all. Oh, what a great agent." But I think with the way the market is now, especially for the likes of quarterbacks, and you get a wide receiver of that mm-hmm. caliber, you know, I don't think that I think their hands were pretty tied. But um, it's an odd one yeah. to be on a team that your quarterback situation is in flux now year on year, and if you get a rookie who's crap, I mean, it nullifies any impact that your receiver is going to have. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one, but. Um... Look, he's a perfectly, I mean, he's a good, he's very good, he's a very talented guy. Um, it'd just be nice if he could actually produce something when it mattered for that team, I think. Um, your question as well about whether Aaron Rodgers and him, the kind of impact they might have, uh, I don't think he's the kind of guy that anyone would ever bring to Green Bay, so I don't have to answer that question. There you go. Didn't even, don't have to think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just get, get, get off on a technicality there. The, the whole Packer uh, people thing again. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, you know, know. If, you're, if you're getting into fights with kicking nets, and especially if you get into fights with kicking nets and lose, I mean, it's a bad sign. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean by his attitude stinks. But, you know, you can't deny the statage. Um, but I guess, so look, let's sum up this Oakland Raiders game. Offensive line stank, and that's something that we're going to have to talk about. Uh, on this podcast mm-hmm. because the cut down day is the 1st of September it is very worrying Ryan and especially the the injuries um, that were suffered um, with Kyle Murphy and the rest um, any other takeaways I mean can you give us a rundown Do you, are you buying into the Jair Alexander and uh, Josh Jackson hype from their interceptions in that game um, or is it just poor quarterback play <laughs> um, no because you still have to make a play on the ball um, very rarely do you get a quarterback I mean it, it does happen Jay Cutler did it almost week on week where they throw it straight at the wrong guy but mm. you know you still have to make a play so no, if, if you if you get an interception you make a play on the ball like that then you have to give credit um, one of the things I thought interesting for me we were talking the other week about uh, kick returners punt returners remember we were saying about um, and I don't want to keep coming back to the guy I'm not trying to uh, beat up on him or, or anything but Trevor Davis obviously it's a job he wanted at one point um, when these receivers are coming into the squad and it's kind of stacked they're all looking for those edges those margins in terms of how they can compete to get onto the team, where they can help the team on special teams and so on. In terms of kick returns, and there wasn't many to go on, but kick returns, um, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, two returns for 30 yards. Ty Montgomery had a return as well, just one for 12. Um, Mm. And the punt return, the sole punt return I've got on here, was uh, Jair Alexander, which I think you uh, possibly alluded to the other week that a cornerback or somebody like that may yep. actually come into that role um no trevor davis so that's a that's one because you know we we like to keep it special teams don't we we like a good focus on special teams so i think that's one to to keep looking at um and certainly it, it will be like an extra an extra feather in someone's cap if you like uh when it comes to trying to trying to figure out who stays on the roster during those cut down discussions well unfortunately for trevor davis with that injury it, it's no he's, he's back in practice today um, but it's a big yeah. problem for him because he hasn't been able to fight for that spot. So it's kind of been left now. Maybe that's a blessing because you never know. Maybe he would have been healthy and came back, not done well on some returns, you know, dropped some balls when they stuck him in a, uh, you know, a legit wide receiver role. Um, and it might have worked against him. Maybe the fact that he's been absent makes people think about the potential that he has. 
at kick and punt returner. Um, and we can see from those stats, they're not great. And, it, you know, it kind of shows that if you do get some guy who's explosive and Ron Zuck had mentioned in some of his interviews where um, he forgot that Trevor Davis had returned a preseason um, kickoff for a touchdown. So, you know, that kind of goes to show. And, and those things are... And he said he forgot, which is great for Trevor Davis. <laughs> you know, he's looking at it going, dudes, yeah. honestly, yeah. like I've said in your way videos achieve, all offseason. Way to achieve one of the hardest things in football. Because it, yeah. it truly is. You've got to run through the whole team and, and avoid your own players at some times. Yeah. Um, yeah, and somebody just forgets that you did it. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but Trevor Davis is apparently back and it's a hamstring injury. So uh, it's really, it's an odd one up to about pre-season two people were sort of dropping Jay Coomero and saying no he doesn't really make the roster but then when it comes to Trevor Davis we're like well he's on because of his special team ability now whether he's lost that just by being out or whether he's kept it by being out um, is going to be one of those do you think he had it before we started no I'm not convinced no I don't think so I just think no no offence to the guy but I almost feel that because he wasn't a legitimate wide receiver certainly yet and they didn't see that potential and Amaro didn't trust him that he was the only one that was entrusted with that job um, when we looked, you know, relatively weak at the position, let's say, um, you know, between injuries and people coming back and then wide receivers not getting separation. It kind of looked like, you know, sure, what? who cares? You know, let's just stick him in there at uh, punt returner. I'd, it's hard to know what's going on in the minds of the, the Packers organization in the sense of did they ever see him as a wide yeah. receiver or, or were they just literally keeping him around to do this one specialist job? Um which the the year before that he kind of sucked at, you know, and that's why he was, you know, dropping balls, mm-hmm. making bad decisions, which they would have put down to stuff. But, you know, look, maybe his time has run out. That's what we'll discuss, I guess, on this 53-man um, roster <laughs> debate. So, Ronald, do you want to get into it? Yeah, sure. uh, no, yeah. Will we, will we get into it? I guess what we can do is yeah. we can kind of trade blows, will we? If you were to start then um, with how you feel about things, is there a certain position that you sort of feel is like, look, there's no debate here. It's locked up. Um and there's not really to discuss. Well, I think, I think there's certainly starting positions that are locked up, but I wouldn't say there's uh, entire positional groups that are locked up. Like uh, you know, quarterbacks, even in themselves, there's probably there's probably a, past Aaron Rodgers, you can take two of the other three. Yeah. You know, and 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 um, so, but but you wouldn't question Aaron Rodgers being the starter, obviously. So. There's positions locked up. I won't say there's whole positional groups locked up, and I think that's where the discussion is going to be. If you if you picked now, you're starting uh, eleven on both sides of the ball um, going into the new season. You, you'd probably be pretty accurate in what you came up with. You'd, you'd probably get it right within maybe one or two players over the whole twenty-two guys, right? Yeah. So um, it's it's harder and harder to pick those uh, second-level guys, third-level guys, the guys that are going to contribute on the special teams and, and, and backup positions and so on. Um, so that's where it's going to be more difficult. Um, I certainly think there's uh, interesting conversations. I think there's going to be guys maybe make the 53 at the start of the year because of uh, either suspension or injury, um, but still might be very much on the bubble and at risk. Um, and then I think there's there's going to be what I think will be interesting is from other teams cut downs, guys that may suddenly become available that will be of interest to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. You know, so if you listen to the GM. Um, Last week, this week, they were already looking at uh, different um, linebacker depth options before the injury to um, to to Burks. Yeah. So if you look at the trade this week, where they brought in Antonio Morrison uh, from the Colts, uh, with Lindsey Pipkins going in the opposite direction, um, 
that that was apparently not in a in, in a reactionary move to the injury, um, but it's something they're already looking at. So potentially yeah. there's more moves to come there. You may see that come from another team kind of player. So, you know, we can put our 53 in what, in what we see in front of us now. There could be a couple of names added to that by the time we start the season. So it'll be an interesting debate to have. And, and I think it's one of those as well, Steve, where we would encourage those listening to uh, give their opinion on certain positional groups or players or, 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 or whatever they see fit to comment on. Yeah, because we do see an awful lot of debate. Like one, one that's sort of really getting up people's goat is the quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Uh, so we have the pick of Deshaun Kaiser, Brett Hundley or Boyle. And the debate that you see, like most of the comments that we see is a Hundley sucks, he's not viable, get rid of him, he's pants, and then keep Deshaun Kaiser, massive upside. And then the debate usually was like, oh yeah, you only go two quarterbacks, you only need a backup, Aaron Rodgers is not going to go down, but we're seeing that that's not a reality now. So I think we go three quarterbacks, and if you're to listen to what people want online, Hundley's gone, um, and that they keep Boyle and develop him. And I even read a comment to say Boyle is more NFL ready. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, not so much. Um, so yeah, Aaron, okay. Aaron Rodgers, defo. So I reckon they keep Rodgers, Kaiser and Hundley. And I think if they can find a trade yeah. partner for Hundley, then he's gone. And that the same could happen um, for Kaiser. Um, Hundley, look, he's looked all right. Like arguably the, the better player um, because they, they, they both didn't light it up because of poor offensive line play in the game against the Raiders. But the first two preseason games, you know, Kaiser and Hundley have kind of traded who's been better in those games. Um, be all that kind of a non-factor, kind of who cares. But um, I don't know if I believe Deshaun Kaiser has more of an upside. He's shown to be sort of largely inaccurate, but then he would have been thrown mm-hmm. in in the deep end. Um, but there, there's talk of Deshaun Kaiser being completely stripped down, them changing his mechanics, them changing his thought process. Um, and all the rest but uh, every interview that I hear with the guy he sounds like he's got his head screwed on um, but I certainly think that they keep three of them because I don't think they're ready to give up on Hundley just yet and if they do they're looking for a trade partner yeah. I think I think one of the reasons sorry uh, I didn't mean to cut across you there but I think one of the reasons that Hundley gets a good nod here as well is he probably knows this offence inside out mm. um, Kaiser whilst he's been with the team now for a little while uh, is probably still learning a lot of it um, learning a lot of the the sort of changes to schemes, um, different reads and all the rest of it. So you might find that Hundley is well worth keeping around because, you know, I don't want it to happen, but say say one of these quarterbacks has got to be rushed in very early in the season, Hundley may still be the better option, um, despite all the, the everything online. So you might also find Hundley's kept around because he can not only back up Rogers, but he can help teach Kaiser. Mm. Um, so there's lots of different reasons why he would stay on. I think, you know, Boyle, um, I think he probably ends up on the practice squad. Um, you've got to remember how good some of these guys can look in preseason. Okay. And they don't all go on to be um, superstars. In fact, many of them within a couple of years, you're already looking at the next guy. So I don't mean that with any disrespect, but Boyle always had hard, hard press to, to make this team. So I think you're right. The only thing I'd say to you, uh, just to finish up on quarterbacks, who's number two and who's number three for you? Um, like uh, it's kind of what you said. I I think, I think it should be Aaron Rodgers and then the Sean Kaiser, right? That's that's how I'm feeling because I think that the mood out there mm-hmm. certainly is that Hundley's had his chance. Um, but like you say, I I think part of it as well, Ryan, is the fact that um Hundley, as much as he struggled and as much as experience that he was deemed to have, and as much as Mike McCarthy said that he's not going to give up on him, that they're going to stick with him, they've put time into him. 
I think that the coaching mm-hmm. staff took on an awful lot of the responsibility as to why that didn't work. Because we saw, um, now again, there's other teams that had uh, more veteran quarterbacks. Uh, we've seen the likes of the Minnesota Vikings with Case Keenum. Like, it's not the same situation. And I heard and with the Eagles famously, you know, with Nick Foles um, and Carson Wentz. And I like the way they were turning around and going, oh, you see, we have our second, third string and it worked. But yeah, those lads have been around, they've accomplished, some of them hold records in the NFL and it's not the same and that's why I think the coaching staff and that's why there's been there was a turnaround in the quarterback coach and all the rest because I think they deemed that they failed as much as Hundley did um, and I think that's the problem but it's kind of like you're saying is that like Hundley's going to be around to teach Kaiser to a degree now I don't know how much of that's going to go on and how much Brett's going to want to offer to Kaiser and with them being in like absolute direct competition however I think it's too early to cook Kaiser on the basis that he didn't perform well enough the fact as well Ryan I think and I'll finish on this I guess is that the fact that Kaiser and Hundley are trading blows in this um, is kind of unbelievable because Kaiser is only just in a wet week, whereas Hundley's been there for years. So the fact that it's even close is probably a pretty bad sign for Brett Hundley. And that's the reason why I believe yeah, that the they keep Hundley around as a serviceable guy. Yeah, and they keep the tree of him around. Yep, fair enough. Okay, let's move you quickly on then to running backs. And I think this is an interesting one. Um, yeah. Particularly with this as well. I've got a bit of an opinion on uh, Montgomery. Um, but I'm going to probably save that and, and see what you say first. But let's look at the running back group then. So, oh, that sounds ominous. Yeah, uh, we, we'll get there. We'll get there. Probably upset Tom Carls, I'm going to say. But um, so we've got <laughs> Jamal Williams, Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Devontae Mays, Joel. I've got to get this one right. Boangian. Mm-hmm. Just going for it. LeSean Daniels and Bronson Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Just I'll have to learn his name. Okay, so you've got a bunch of guys there. Now, what you've also got there is probably um, some injuries in there at the moment. Um, you've probably got a couple of guys who are camp bodies. And you've probably got, I think there's a suspension in there, am I right? Or... Yeah, Aaron Jones, yeah. Okay, so you've got a whole bunch of things going on right now. Who's going to make it? How many running backs are we going to keep? You've probably got to in turn with this as well, be considering your fullbacks. Because last year we had two on the roster. Yeah. Um, so how many backs are we going to keep? And who are they going to be, Stephen O'Brien? Oh, on the hot seat. Well, Aaron Jones is suspended for the first two games of the season. Also struggling with a hamstring injury, um, I believe. The, uh, you know what? This okay. is a head record. This, this seemed so uh, laid out before all of the injuries started coming in. Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. um, also injured. Ankle injury. Um, Aaron Ripkowski is a lock because they need a fullback. Um. Yeah, I don't think that's okay, going to so work. We're like, going to do these groups together because I've got actually got pen and paper here, and I'm actually writing this down as we go. So I would agree with you. Rips in as a lock as uh, FB one. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think they keep Joe Carriage around. We can't afford it with what we have a wide receiver, right? As much as you know, all, sorry to disappoint all the uh, Joe Carriage fans out there. So Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones. Uh, definitely make the roster that is kind of including the suspension, right? Um, Ty Montgomery so, makes it again. Hang and on, we Aaron gotta figure Kowski. out we gotta figure out the we gotta figure out the technicalities. You can't just make a statement like that. Jones is suspended week week for two weeks, you said, yeah? Yeah. And this is a fifty three for week one of the season. Mm. So do we leave Jones off? Yeah, I think. Or are we are off, we yeah. just looking for the season ahead? It's a difficult um, one, this. Yeah. Well, I think do you know what? Like, I think he, I think he comes in anyway. Obviously, um. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. We leave well, him off. Yeah, well, and yeah, we leave him off. And in that case, you know, we're looking at Devontae Mays coming in now. As you said, we've we've um, Lashawn Michaels or 
Michaels. I'm thinking of uh, Mike Daniels. Uh, LaShawn Daniels. Sean <laughs> um, Michaels. Sean Michael, yeah. You know, was he, was he a wrestler music. Was he a wrestler? Please. Sean Michaels. One of the world's greatest, mate. Oh, do you know what? I saw I saw a thing on Twitter, Ryan, where some lad had blood running from his face and someone going, see, I told you wrestling wasn't fake. And I'm like, that was an accident. That wasn't supposed to happen. Give me a break. It is real. It is real. Can't tell me it doesn't hurt. It's, it's the only sport where there's no off-season. Just saying. Yeah, because they're always in character. They always have to keep acting. What a load of tosh. No tosh, off-season. I tell no, off-season in the, no off-season in professional wrestling, mate. Yeah. Okay. And Anyways, before we get on to that, because I feel like this is one we're never going to agree on. No. So, we've got currently on our roster then for the running backs Williams, Montgomery, mm-hmm. and Mays until yeah. Aaron Jones returns. And yeah. you're saying no Joe Kerridge and we keep Ripkowski. Yeah. You happy with that? I'm going to put that in the box, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to tell you now why I think that Ty Montgomery needs to be looking over his shoulder because I feel like the guy through no fault of his own is in a bit of an awkward spot now because as you know obviously Ty Montgomery um, came in at running back at a time when we were struggling for backs through injuries Um, we had plenty of good receivers he was one of those guys he was a good receiver it wasn't like he was struggling at that position but he came Mm. in and he helped out on the running back team now he famously didn't change his number to a running back's number which is why he still wears 88 and now he finds himself in a situation where if we keep him healthy and we keep him non-suspended, we've got a number of good running backs. Um, we've also got two good fullbacks on the squad. So I guess what happens if Ty Montgomery continues to fall down the running back depth chart? Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's happened, but Ty Montgomery at one point was the starter. It's now considered largely that that is Jamal Williams. Aaron Jones, as we saw last year, incredibly impressive when he got his chance, yeah? Yeah. So my question is, if Montgomery gets outplayed by Williams and Jones when he returns, he could end up as running back number three. And then you look at the wide receivers, and we're already talking about potentially six, seven guys that can make the team at the receiver position. So it's not like we can just go, okay, Ty, we don't need you at running back anymore, return to the receivers, because... The receivers are already stacked. Now, I'm not saying he can't go back and be a receiver again because he was a good receiver. But I just feel like through no fault of his own doing the right thing for the team and putting the team before himself, he may, in the long term, actually be playing himself in, in, into a, an awkward position. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't I... think anybody would be cutting him because he doesn't have the ability, but I just wonder how, if we're going to bring in genuine running backs that can perform at running back... Is Ty limited as a receiver mm. turned running back in emergency? You know? Mm. That's that's all I'm worried about for Ty. And I think he's he's a really good player and he's somebody that really has put the team first. And he's somebody that really is is one of those packer people that, you know, we love to have around Green Bay. And I, I just feel like there's something that makes me feel a little bit worried for him. Yeah, I just think it's kind of precarious. I think the more it goes on that every year they have to keep reporting, yep, Ty Montgomery's still a running back. The fact that they have to keep saying that means that he doesn't still, I don't know, maybe that's only in the mind of the media have a defined role. But I think the thing that's saving him is uh, just, a, just a constant injury at running back and then people getting suspended. I think he's always going to be needed there. But now, again, he's in a precarious position himself after getting injured in the last preseason game. Um, so... I don't know, just with that flux of position, I think if we were to have a stronger showing from Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones uh, this year, I think that it's 
I don't know. I do you know what? He probably still makes the spot because you need that third person in there, and he can be devastating. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. people kind of questioned his, I don't know, his role, and then he comes out against the Bears and always tends to kind of clobber them. You can kind of see like, oh well, that's exactly what we're talking about. He can catch. He can run. He's bulked up now. It's almost like there's always something holding back that experiment, yep. be it, you know, an injury to him, an injury to somebody else. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's an odd I one. Suppose, but... I suppose the one thing he does obviously have going for him as well as the modern day running back needs to be able to receive out of the backfield. And I suppose yeah. in that way, flip it around the other way, there's no better running back receiving out of the backfield than the next wide receiver. So mm. I really hope, you know, he, he doesn't have any issues like that. And, uh, you know, we see him on the, on the roster because, like I said, he did put the team way before his own interests um, when we needed him. So I really hope he gets his break. But it's just a concern on my part, that's all. Uh, So I thought it was something worth bringing up. Well, he's highly employable because if you look at the reason why Adrian Peterson, for instance, never got picked up and he was still being fairly devastating, um, you know, in the the year that he started bouncing around between Saints and Cardinals and all the rest, was the fact that he didn't have any hands and he kind of was sort of a one-trick pony where he would always you know run the same formation and that kind of it stands to like you say if you're a running back now you need to have good hands which brings us ryan to the wide receiver position which is the oh, one of the biggest what's a segue unbelievable unbelievable love it, love it. so i want like your picks for this i want your picks for this and i want okay. you to stick to them we're going to put them in writing and tweet it out so go on right okay so wide receivers mm. yes yep okay i'm going to give you this then so one Devontae Adams. Shock. Yeah. Uh, shock of the podcast. No, no, what are we talking no about? No arguing. Uh, <laughs> two, Cobb. Cobb's yeah. going to stay around. I don't know if he, uh, don't know what we're going to do about his contract. I think it's his last year this year, if, I, if I'm right. Yeah. Um, but Cobb's going to stay around for the for the short term anyway. I don't see him going away. Geronimo um, mm-hmm. Allison makes number three for me. Uh, any points, stop me if you disagree. Um, and then, wow, that's where we get the, uh, that's where we get the problem. So first, I guess we've got to figure out we keep in Six receivers, seven receivers. You've already knocked out a fullback off of last year's uh, roster. Um, so there's a potential there to go more. But I think we'll probably go six, if I'm honest. Really? Yeah. Do you want to hear my next three? Go on. I know you're not, you're not going to like this. I don't know. This is a tough one for me. So I think we go St. Brown. No, not in any particular order now. This I'm just picking names now. Mm. So I'm going St. Brown. I'm going Valdez Scantlin. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll stick with Jamon Moore. And I think they'll go those three guys. And I think that makes up the wide receiver call. You see, I said that the last time. People, like, I got slapped. No, I did say that Trevor Davis was going to be kept. I know. Um, I played the popular ticket and just went for Kumaro. Yeah. So you're putting There's a chance Kimura makes this because I'll be honest with you, it's not like we're counting down from 53 players. We might get to the end of this, still have four spots and go, do you know what? We will keep another receiver. So let's not, you know. Well, that's where I go seven. So Adams, Cobb, uh, Gmo. I reckon they stick with all of the rookies just because the upside could be devastating. You know, MVS, St. Brown and Jamon Moore. SB. And then... Yep. Then to me, it's again like I was saying, you know, two two weeks ago, whatever it was. It's it's Jay Kumaro or Trevor mm-hmm. Davis, and I think Ooh. that I think that all of the positions are effectively locked up at this stage because you'd be foolish to leave a go till the the fourth preseason game where 
pretty much every you know you're you're up against third fourth fifth string players so i mean what type of evaluation can you properly do and that's why i think practice is going to be very important but trevor davis is back now they're going to want to see his quickness um you know how easy on those punt and kick returns and then it's a it's a throw up between him and jay kumro now to, to go the popular route they keep jay kumro but to be honest I, I don't think it's that clear cut it's either him or trevor davis and as much as people sort of go well it's a no-brainer of course it's kumro but my question is is that well first off kumro is injured so he's got that shoulder injury and um, how quickly can they get him back not that i believe that that's a massive factor because they're not going to want him to play week one they're going to want him around to develop and see if he if he keeps going but here's my question to you ryan and to everybody out there listening i guess is that has is jay kumro showing his finished polished performance is this what he can do and what he'll continue to do? Which, don't get me wrong, is is perfect because he's performing in games, he's performing in practice, he has safe hands, he has Aaron Rodgers' throat. I was going to say thrust, but probably doesn't have that. He has certainly has his trust without the H. Um, you know, it, is, this, is this him now? Is this just who he is? Um, and if so, yeah, could but... his performance dip? Because then you look at mm-hmm. the other guys and you sort of see okay, they've had drops, they've had issues, but they're still learning, they're very raw, um, and that their upside is absolutely massive. Now, effectively, he's not competing, yeah. I don't think, against the rookies, because it's not him or the rookie. I think it's him or Trevor Davis. I think it's that simple that it comes down to those two. Um, and I just don't yeah, know if I the Packers I... can give up on mm-hmm. Davis. Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. Does Trevor Davis have a trade value mm. right now? Even even a late late round pick? Maybe, maybe not, don't know. Um, I think there's a lot of guys around the league that you can probably get in to do that. Um, so I don't think there's anything there. So I think that's probably off off the off the table. Um, with Kumaro, um, let's remember as well. Obviously, as as you already said, you know he's not a rookie. He's a guy that's been uh, an undrafted signed as an undrafted free agent um, originally by somebody can't remember who. I think he's been about a bit. I think he's been to New England. Yeah, the Bengals. Um, yeah. And then and now he's and now he's here. So. Um, he's a guy that's been around and yeah I think to touch on your point there how high is his ceiling are Mm. we seeing everything we got is that enough to oust one of these guys it hasn't been enough to make some of them other squads Um, you know New England for example uh, you know with with exception over the last few years mainly they have kind of this can sound really disrespectful but they've had a wide receiver core kind of made up of some no name guys um, but they're all kind of made names by Tom Brady. So he could have made that roster maybe. He didn't obviously stick with the Bengals. Is he going to stick now? We've already got lots of guys. Uh, some people have said uh, you, you can't put him on the practice squad. He'll instantly get snapped up. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. You know, I, I mean, we're, we as Green Bay fans now are absolutely in love with Jake Kumaro, um, mainly because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is. He's had some nice plays. Um, I think everybody's rooting for the guy. Um, so, you know, he's he was a white water guy as well. So I think there's a lot of things that a lot a lot of reasons why people are saying, you know, he's got to make the team. I just I don't know if it happens. And I think you're right. Maybe if you are going to keep seven, then you're looking mm. at Kumaro and Davis. I still don't know if it, even if you go six, does Davis have to make that? And does one of the three rookies uh, miss out? Um, you you got to remember Green Bay can be quite stubborn with players they think they've put time into. Yeah, looking at uh, you know our guy last year, um, who who played quarterback for most of the year. So 
a lot of questions here. I'm, I'm going to let you make the final call. So Davis or Kumaro? Oh, um, I t- tell you what, let's bow to public opinion and say that they go with Kumaro. But let me put on record that I believe that they go with Davis. <laughs> like who who we want on it is Kumaro because, you know, and that sounds ridiculous, but I reckon that that's what they'll do. Because like I, I said it before on the yeah. podcast, right? Do, do, they, do we actually need... This means we, we everything love... and nothing at all. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, kind of, that's me sort of sitting on the fence, straddling, you know, left sides over that side, right side, right legs over that side. Uh, but that's what I think. Uh, and as you said, I think the, ha- the Packers do historically have a hang up about players. Not that they keep them around too long because we saw the famous uh, Jordy Nelson um, debacle, but, um, you know, Josh sitting TJ Lang. But it's just, I think that they've invested time into Davis. They stubborn when it comes to their draft and develop sometimes. Yeah, and they're going to think to themselves, we have Adams, Cobb, Allison. We don't need Kumaro to come in. I just wonder, uh, you know, like for instance, the Packers could have made a statement when Aaron Rodgers was in for preseason to put Kumaro out there to show the world what they have. But he came in at the end of those games um, and summoned him to make plays, you know, and, and the Packers are going to know that. Yeah. So like, do they need him? Yeah. Do they need him? Like, right. are they going to have him around? They're probably trying to win the but anyway. I'm going to have to hurry you along, man, because... We need to. We, we're not even at tight end. Well, we're just about to get going on the tight end. We haven't even got anywhere near the defense or special teams yet, and we've already been talking for quite some time. So, tight ends should be one of the easier groups to pick. Yeah. Unless you're going to tell me that I don't know Justin Perillo's back on the team. You think <laughs> he's getting a spot out of somewhere? Um, I don't know, but I'm guessing we're going to go Graham Kendricks Lewis, right? Yeah, and I think we park it there. Now we could get into like um, uh, Tanya. And Emmanuel Bird, but it, it's not going to happen. I think that, uh, yeah, they're going to go those three. They're the big marquee names. and we sort one of one locked up group. Yeah, so I reckon uh, in the interest of time, maybe we bash on. Offensive line, Um, I think some of this is largely self-explanatory, but then after the performance that we just seen and with the injuries, uh, maybe it's not uh, D-back, Brian Balaga. Corey Lindsley, center, Lane Taylor, Justin McRae. And then after that, I think we see the, the usual offenders. Um, that kind of works with the defensive line. Uh, Jason Spriggs, even though there's question marks over him, I reckon he just keeps his spot. Uh, Kyle Murphy, despite the injury, keeps his spot. Um, Lucas Patrick, for me, I think we've heard enough about him and he's performed um, well enough over the time. And the fact that, you know, there's so many narratives about him, I reckon that he keeps his spot. And then, Finally, then, um, to back up Corey Lindsley is Dylan Day, who's impressed in preseason, and I reckon that they keep him around, um, which means that the likes of Byron Bell, who they paid five hundred k, um, to to keep him around, um, or to sign him, I guess, is gone for mm-hmm. me. I think that he's made too many mistakes, and I know that they wanted to add experience there, um, but I don't think he's been ad as advertised. Um, which another yeah. one that we've been hearing at left guard, then Adam Pankey, I reckon that he's gone, even though, um, I, you know, yeah. I wouldn't be all that surprised if one of the other lads lost it and Pankey got on, but he's the, he's the casualty for me, I guess. Okay, and uh, Kofi Amicha, you think he goes too? Yeah, I do, yeah. Just, just solely just because I don't think um, at left guard, I, like, I don't know whether it's my confidence in him or maybe the Packers, with who we've seen rotated around the line. Um, I think that they think Lane Taylor can go the distance. Um, yeah, and I just think that, you know, I don't know. But maybe they don't keep Dylan Day. And maybe they do go Panky or Amicia. I don't know. Um, but it's just that Dylan Day's mm-hmm. had a good showing in preseason. So that's why I think they keep him around. Yeah, I'd agree. Okay, cool. So 
I think that this is a position, um, if we just talk about the offensive line in total here, this this could be a position where maybe we see who gets cut from elsewhere. I don't yeah. know because you bring somebody in late, they haven't had all that time with a team. I know it's not going to just be plugging somebody straight in. Um, but I think with the offensive line, you can do that a bit more mm. because obviously it's, it's, you know, I'm not trying to simplify it. I think it's probably one of the toughest positions to play in football, certainly physically. Um, and obviously you have to be incredibly clever to play O-line. Um, but I just think it's one of the positions you could pick somebody up and within maybe three, four weeks, they could be ready to to at least back up. You know, you've got to remember you've got names in that line. Belaga, unfortunately, continues to have his injury problems. Um, you know, you hope that doesn't happen. You just want to have one good year with this guy. And potentially you've got a really good line there. The problem is, is if one of those guys gets injured, then suddenly, um, you know, where's the depth? Yes, you mentioned Spriggs. You need him to step up. Um, you know, you've got star players on our line. It's after that that's concerning. But yeah, I think I think you're probably right with the players you, you've mentioned there. There's no one else really to pick at. Um, I guess it sounds a bit harsh, but th- there isn't. Um, so that's probably we'll probably leave that one there. So that does actually then quite quickly take us onto the defense. So I, I will apologise for 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 I don't know my little popper taking too long. <laughs> so, yeah you see that we you know we we spend the time yeah, on i just mentioned it and you just zoomed forward just zoomed so. through yeah you want answers pal i'll give you answers uh but no that's what okay. we tend to do and then like we squeeze the rest it's like toothpaste you know <laughs> you use the do you first know what, part do you know what i want to try go on do you know what i think we should do here is before we go into the defense we should uh we should do a little advertisement for our shop oh go on yeah while well, people are you know bang out something about right so, yeah, uh, we, we have not rehearsed any sort of advertisement for our shop, but uh, I just think it'd be a good time to mention it. So out, yeah. out came this week uh, the press box polo that Steve didn't want anybody to have. Um, gonna keep it was our little thing, Ryan. It, it's a little thing we had together. It was a little uniform, Ryan, okay? I know, but lots of people obviously are trying to pee you off because we've, uh, we've, we've had quite a few orders for that already. That's going down quite well. Mm. And do you reckon yep. like people are just going to rock say. up in Lambo when we go there and just arrive outside the press box door and say, "I've got a press box polo, can I get in?" They're going, to look, "Yeah, we recognise it. We, we, we'll yeah, let you." Yeah, I mean, I've 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 heard that uh, Nagler, um, you know, Domofsky, all of them, they're they're all going to be wearing them this season, week one. So <laughs> keep your eyes peeled. That is unconfirmed reports, by the way. That, yeah, that could or could or could not just be something that just came out of your head right now, but it could be true. But 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 could be true. but Aaron and Rob, uh, as we know, you listen. You know, if you want yeah. a shirt. We can hook you up. We know a guy. So and, and Rhino, sure. Where else did they get their info, pal? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, yeah, it's obvious, yeah, right? Yeah. It's obvious. But yeah, press box yeah. polo, highly customizable. Now, the ones that we got done first off for me and you in Lambo, uh, maybe two years ago. Two years ago now. A year ago. Mm-hmm. Mine's in the yeah. bin. Yeah, two years a year ago. Yeah, and um, yeah. So they were kind of like a, a shiny style sort of not not silk that you know you, we didn't sort of you yeah, know squeeze you the arse off the silkworm degrees in the washing machine <laughs> no no with, with most garments you can't usually put them on the boil wash and i don't know why, why we do it anyway let's not get let's not make this the uh the washing the laundry podcast uh yeah so it's a cotton style but it's highly customizable <laughs> um so we have the logo on the breast and you can also get your membership number on there as well now unlike the other stuff where it's kind of the two digits you know like a jersey um, on this one, you're going to have your full membership number, which is kind of full cool, so. number. Mm. It's good. Full number. Yeah. So cotton. And uh, the other item we got in there that's new, which is my personal favorite. I think I prefer this to any other item we've done, to be honest. Really? 
But it's the baseball jersey, yeah. And it is the most customizable jersey that we've done so far. Mm. Is that fair to say? It is. And do you know what, Ryan? Like, honestly, the, the prices for these are ridiculous in the sense that you can customize them, right? Because I went to get T-shirts printed up for a stag and not the usual smut that goes on the back of T-shirts, just something like relatively plain and uniform, not different names per shirt. And I think it came out something ridiculous, like 30 euro per tee. You know, and we're doing stuff that has your membership number on it. It has embroidery. You know, these um these press box polos, that's that's embroidered, mm-hmm. right? And the other stuff is just yep. like a really cheap stamp on crap that just disintegrates in the wash. I've had my press box polo now. I've been wearing it fairly regularly because like I sort of tweeted out on Facebook, um, is that is my favorite item of clothing. I absolutely love it, right? I'm, I'm very attached mm-hmm. to it, very sentimentally so. Um, I won't go as far as say it's my lucky shirt, but like this is embroidered stuff, and you get your number on it too. So I mean, like it's Absolutely. it's it's and the the price is what twenty quid for the press box polo, which is just bananas. It is. So look, keep keep um winding Steve up. Who remember didn't want anyone else to have one, <laughs> and uh, get on a shop and buy one. Get on there and buy the baseball jersey. Uh, get on there and buy anything else you fancy on there. It's all on there. With hundred season um, patches coming. Don't forget to mention that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So all the people that were saying we did not expect them to sell out. So we bought twenty five. All twenty five sold out on the first day, I believe. Yeah, it? I think so. Yeah. Maybe a couple went the next morning. I think. Yeah. But basically, within twenty four hours, they were all gone. Um, so we've got another twenty on their way to us now. Um, more than likely, that'll probably be the last run. So don't wait on this one. You know, if you thought last time, there's plenty of inquiries last time, and unfortunately, by the time they went on there to go get them they'd all gone and that that's not a sales gimmick that was we honestly didn't know what the interest was so we kept the numbers small um so this time around you know don't wait go get them um because i don't know how how long we can continue to get stock of these yeah and foolishly i guess we didn't even factor in that people have well obviously people have multiple jerseys uh, like we all do but that they bought multiple patches to put on all the different jerseys like we've seen two and three go out and of course enough people do it i mean you've you know you've seven people trying to get two or three each and then they're all gone um so yeah get on there and 1919 draw finally i guess so 1919 shop we've had people inquiring and uh, a girl picked up a blake martinez jersey absolutely fantastic piece and this is not like we don't churn these out we get one of each item and there's bart star stuff in there and some really nice signed picks if you're listening and you're a fan from like the 70s or 80s um, a, you probably know more than we do, so fair play to you. Congratulations. And two, um, I'm money messing. I'm money messing. We're history buffs here. Um, number two is that we, uh, you know, we've some nice sort of like Lynn Dickey signed photos, um, Holmgren signed stuff. Um, I know that's not we've the got a Lynn Dickey jersey as well. Yeah, it's some, some really decent stuff. Bart Starr signed helmet, um, which again is like. Who, by the way. Go on. By the way, Dan Barnes, <laughs> when we put out that we had a 12 coming into the shop. And he had to get ready for it. He commented on Facebook saying, I've always wanted a signed Lynn Dickey jersey, mm. thinking that he was giving us the old bluff on it being an Aaron Rodgers. And of course, then it was a Lynn Dickey mm. and he hasn't purchased it yet. So Dan Barnes, we're waiting, buddy. It's there for you. But in fairness, Dan got a very serious operation <laughs> this week to get that tongue you know, removed from his cheek, firmly pressed in there, tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, speaking of um, martial arts whiz, let's get on to the defensive line, shall we? Um, I don't know. That's a crappy segue, but Mike Daniels did do wrestling. It's not yeah. the same as Dan Barnes with his martial art or right to kick your ass. No. 
Dan Barnes could kick anybody's butt, I reckon. Mm. Even Mr. T. I reckon Mr. T versus Dan Barnes. Or as you like professional wrestling so much, Mr. T versus Andre the Giant and Dan Barnes would win. See, I feel that that was some type of gimmick event, even more gimmicky than the gimmick that is wrestling, to put Mr. T and Andre the Giant, who's apparently a real person, in the same ring to do some choreographed Apparently a real... Oh, God. I bet then it was a good right, match. We need to, we it was need a good to... match, right? Because they're both actors. Right, there must there must be other there must be other wrestling professional wrestling fans out there. Remember, the only sport without an off season. So, <laughs> I want you all week. Let's wind up, <laughs> Steve I want people to just just tag stuff about WWE. Um, I don't know WCW. Let's keep going with it. You know, let's let's just just tag him with stuff. Gifts all week long. I know that there's a certain guy up in the Birmingham area that can help me out with that. Um, so just just do it. Let's let's educate Steve on the wonders of professional wrestling. But yes, wrestling does link quite nicely into a defensive lineman. So shall we look at the defensive ends? Yeah, let's go. I reckon um, on the D line we have Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, Mo Wilkerson, which are obvious ones. Montrevious Adams has been balling out, especially with that swim move, and Dean Lowry, who they're gonna keep around. Um, and I reckon on the D line. That's who we're looking at. I don't know if you feel any different. Dean, Dean Lowry, the Phil Rudkin lookalike, yeah. Is, is that is that true? Do you think? That's no disrespect, but I think he bought Dean Lowry's jersey when we were in Green Bay and someone came up to him and asked him if he was Dean Lowry. I don't think Phil was... I think that's a true story. Dean Lowry's pretty tall, right? So is Phil. Is he Isn't that he? tall? I don't know. Don't, don't disrespect Phil. I love Phil. Phil, I... Phil, I think you're tall, man. I do love a bit of Phil, um, a lot of Phil. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I'm? Do you know how I'm pulling for though as a defensive end? Connor Sheehy. I mean, he right. sounds like he went to school with me. <laughs> Can we get him on? Right. Okay. I feel like Connor Sheehy is the new Justin Perillo. <laughs> um, okay. So, right. I've got to get all these down. I'm not writing quick enough, bro. Uh, so we also have Montrevious Adams. Who's going to back up at nose tackle? Do you reckon that'd just be Mo Wilkinson? Uh, yeah, I just reckon they shift people around. Like, I know that they... So, like, unfortunately, Tyler Lancaster, who also sounds like he went to school with you, um, I don't think he's going to make yeah. the, the squad. I think he'll just go back home to his castle in England and eat... I don't know. What, what do English <laughs> people eat? Actually, do you know what? What do people that live in castles Do you know what I found out? Now, this, is, this, this, is, this is off topic, because um, Scotty Mann ripped a lard off me about, like, oh, what are you doing? Potato harvest, right? You know, the casual Irish racism. Um, so, yeah, I found out that the, the Ireland aren't even on the top per capita or per person consumption of potatoes, but the UK, United Kingdom, are sixth. Yep. Put that in your cap. I'm going to argue with that. Yeah. What do you have, like, fish and chips? Butty? Tyler Lancaster but yeah we've Joey Mbu um, who could also make the squad but I don't think so I think Kenny Clark has showed himself to be durable and I reckon they just shift around the line okay. worst case scenario I suppose as well you've also got Montrevious Adams and 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 as we said Wilkinson that can come into those positions they all can kind of shift about a bit um, you know we've even seen Mike Daniels line up in, in, in the middle I think Kenny Clark line up in the middle on their own at times <laughs> So there's all sorts of different things um, that they can do. Do you know what? I, I just randomly got reminded. <laughs> Who was that? Because talking about, I, was it on the line? Who was it last year that ran in? Or was it two years ago, ran in? <laughs> 
the tribe. I don't know why I'm personally laughing. I just have that in my head. He Are like, you thinking of the Brett Goose thing? <laughs> when they sent him in at outside linebacker. <laughs> and he just gets slapped out of the way like, instantly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that can yeah. be dangerous. I mean. um, and then there was a there was another one though, weren't oh. there? There was a lineman as well that ran in just straight into the line. It had a running start and just yeah. just, just destroyed through somebody. But I think the one you're talking about is the Brett Goode yeah. outside. He just, just got literally swatted aside like it was like a. Oh. I felt sorry for him because it was like, yes, yeah, my my big chance to play some <laughs> play some proper football, and it was all yeah. Talk, talk about disappointing your parents. But anyway, that takes us on nicely to outside linebackers. So look, you're getting good at this, bro. So. Look, Clay Matthews is staying on this team until Clay Matthews decides to retire. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. He's, he's going to stick around. He still commands respect. Mm. Um, Reggie Gilbert, backing him up, I think he's going to he's gonna definitely make the team. He's looking awesome this, this uh, preseason. Yep. Um, on the other side, obviously, just, just back from injury himself, Nick Perry. I think we can agree he's going to start the opposite side to Matthews. Yep. Um, then behind then really it's where I kind of start to run out a little bit on the outside guys so let me just give you some other names that are currently on the roster you've got Chris Odom uh, James Hearns Kyla Fackrell, Vince Beagle and Kendall Donison. okay now obviously there's some names in there Kyla Fackrell at this point I uh, don't want to sound too harsh but at this point is probably should have been a long, a lot further along his progression by yeah. now um, than he probably is. We shouldn't still be asking questions as to whether Fackrell should be making the team, but I think we are still asking questions about exactly that. Um, Vince Beagle, obviously, in his second year, but really his first year of any sort of, uh, probably any major impact after the injuries he had last year, hasn't come out of the blocks firing yet. Maybe he gets given more benefit of the doubt. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Um, and then the other guys, you know, Odom, I think, was around last year. The other guys are sort of uh, just, just rocked up. So it's hard to pick outside of that, isn't it, in terms of the outside guys. I'm not talking inside guys yet. Yeah, and then there's all this talk about why right, do we move Clay Matthews inside and all this kind of kind of lark. I think it's Clay Matthews. Reggie Gilbert is a, is a sensation. Uh, Nick Perry... Again, you see, the thing is, is with mm. Nick Perry's injury, that's why I think that we see Kyler Fackrell potentially being brought back um, against all odds. Vince Beagle, I think, makes the squad, obviously, as well. Um, Kendall Donerson, mm. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not inspired by any other names, so I reckon it's probably going to be Nick Perry, Kyler Fackrell, because of Nick Perry's... Because he's had multiple injuries in different parts of his body now, you know, and I think that's what the concern is going to be. Um, uh, Vince Beagle yeah. makes the squad because as you said he's kind of an untapped resource um, and he had stats that sort of tied to his draft class um, you know the, the rising star in TJ Watt we saw that those you know he had more experience and kind of similar measurables now people are going to laugh at that since he's getting slapped around in preseason um, I guess but uh, yeah Clay matches obviously uh, Reggie Gilbert I don't know I think that's the only people who make it for me what's that five um yeah. Uh, and you, so Fackrell is the one that's the, like I know people are screaming at the thing now. Fackrell, are you I, kidding me? Yeah. But I mean, you... but I think I think you're right. I think he sticks because where where are the other options? And again, that means yeah. no disrespect to those guys. Chris Odom may make the team, um, but you know, Chris Odom or Kyler Fackrell, there's your decision to make. I don't know. As you said, Nick Perry's had some injuries. 
Um, Clay Matthews would be a great option to move to the middle. I actually quite liked him there. Mm. And Reggie Gilbert could be ready to move up on the outside. So if that happens, you may be looking at actually Kyler Fackrell and Chris Oden make the team, but we don't know that yet. Um, and then, you know, you've got to look at those uh, guys in the middle now, including the guy that we just traded for in Antonio Morrison. Yeah. So inside linebacker-wise, there's probably one name that we know starting here, and that's number 50, Blake Martinez. I thought you were going to say Greer Martini. It sounds like a drink, doesn't it? Can I have two Greer Martinis and can I have uh, one James Crawford? Can can we have somebody... Somebody needs to order one of those in Green Bay this year and see what they're given. Yeah. I was going to make but some yeah. more jokes there, but let's not. Um, Blake Martinez, Defo, Oren Burks, massive hype, uh, sticks around, unfortunately, with that injury. Um, and not great for him, but again, it not it amazing that he's in as a starter on the Packers.com roster? You know, it's gas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm mad... They're saying the injuries shouldn't be one that keeps him out for too long. So I think we can still plug him in there as being a starter at this point. Mm. Um, maybe it is that they tr- they experiment in them first few games with Matthews inside replacing Burks and Reggie Gilbert stepping up to replace Matthews. Mm. Um, but Oren Burks seems to have done well, I think, in the time that we've seen him so far. And, and, and I said the injuries shouldn't keep him out too yeah. long. Um, so then Antonio Morrison um, for the experience. And then it's it's I guess it's one from Greer Martini, James Crawford, Marcus Porter, and Ahmad Thomas. And Ahmad Thomas, um, you know, gets the hype, is experienced. So I reckon that they keep him around for the exact reason that they signed, um, Antonio Morrison. So yeah, sure. I think as well, right? I think um, anybody that saw anybody that's a big follower of Ahmed Thomas on on Twitter, um, probably not many, but go follow him. I think there was a bit of confusion this week because he tweeted out a picture of himself. Um, with the with the statement of thanks for not believing in me or something similar, <laughs> I don't know if it was that yet, but yeah. essentially that. And I think a lot of people immediately thought, "Oh, that's a great way to react to Antonio Morrison coming to the Green Bay Packers." Yeah, but I think actually it was in response to the fact that he was originally with the Raiders, and they cut him and got rid of him, and and then he went and played against them. So I think it was more that. Um, but yeah, I think Thomas will probably make the team. It seems that. We have to have somebody called Thomas at inside linebacker on the backers. It's like a rule. Um, <laughs> Martini. Do you reckon Martini's making it? No. No, so Antonio Morrison will be the fourth guy. So we've got four inside linebackers, yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm going with, anyway. Okay. All right, sound. Okay, so we've wrapped quite quickly through that. So here we're going in. Defensive backfield, which I think is secretly Steve's favourite position on a football field. <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah, because when, whenever you talk about some of your favourite players, they tend to be cornerbacks. And I know you've got a big thing for Kevin King. Yeah, I just like the tall cornerbacks. They just impress me. I think, um, yeah. It's like guys with long arms. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, it's I'm living vicariously through them, I guess. Um, so Kevin okay. King, Jermon Williams, Locks, J.R. Alexander, Lock, Josh Jackson, Lock, uh, Devon House, Makes the squad. Lindsay Pipkins got shipped away. So I think it makes it an awful lot easier now when you look at um, CBs as to who we go for. I don't think there's any real surprises there. I guess it, it shows us uh, tossing away uh, Quinton Rollins, perhaps. Yeah, I was going to say, because you've got that? a few guys here that have actually done a lot of contributing. If you look mm. at the other guys, the guys that you haven't really mentioned yet. So... Yeah, there's Quinton Rollins, who mm, I'm not sure he's going to make the team. You've got Josh Hawkins that's played some. Yeah, and did well Demetri last Goodson year. that's played some. Yeah. You've got Donatello Brown and you've got Herb Waiters. Um, they've all played some at the position. 
And obviously, we've had a bit of bad luck, really, at cornerback, to say the least, in terms of injuries. Um, they've all contributed in some way. Now, they obviously all can't make the team, but how many cornerbacks would you be keeping? Because so far, we've named five guys that we think are making it in Williams, Alexander, King, House, Jackson. I wouldn't disagree with that. Mm. Do you reckon well, there's another one? Do you keep six? I don't know. You see, the, the thing is, what, what I struggled with was is that linebacker. So I think if you keep eight at linebacker and by keeping a mad Thomas, you know, then you have to kind of drop on that cornerback to allow that to happen. Now, maybe it's a case that they don't keep a mad Thomas and then they add Rollins mm. to the cornerback. So we've currently we've currently got nine linebackers in total. Do we? On our roster. Yep. So Clay Matthews, Nick Perry, Reggie Gilbert, um, Blake Martinez, Oren Burks, Vince Beagle. Ahmed Thomas and Antonio Morrison. Yeah. It's difficult being a GM, isn't it? I'll tell you what. No, I know we are paid handsomely. So what are we saying? That, like, do we drop Fackrell? <laughs> Bring in Rollins? Know. Well, we can go back. Do we we can figure out later. This is what I'm saying. So when we get to the end, we, we actually count up how many we got here. We'll know if we've got some to add or if we're over mm. the top. And then we can go back and make adjustments to our roster. See, it's not all set in stone until the 1st of September. Ooh, so I reckon we can at this point stick mm. with those five and move on to the safeties and then come back and, and look at it after special teams. Yeah. Okay. Right, come on. Let's, so let's hit the safeties. Come on then. So safeties, starting positions then. Yeah. 21-29, Clinton Dix mm -hmm. and Kentrell Bryce. Yep. Okay. So we got those two in. Then mm. past then, Josh Jones. Yeah, I reckon. Surely even though he's, he's this, said yeah. to have a confused camp, but we can't just have two safeties. We need a backup, which is why, you know, we could potentially go Dix, Bryce, Jones, but then we have to go as you know because safety's notorious. Um, the same as yeah. Oliver, you know, cornerbacks, defensive backfield for injuries. So I reckon that we. You know, it's it's either Jermaine Whitehead or Marwan Evans. Do you think we're light here? But you go Whitehead, obviously, right? Yeah. Do you think we're light here? Yeah, I think we are, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Marwan Evans played some, but I mean, if, if you're saying to me that Whitehead's going to be the guy to back up Clinton Dix, then I, I'm not I'm not worried. I think Whitehead's a good player, but it's there's suddenly there's a depth thing there. So we're thinking we got a really, really, really deep defensive backfield, but I think we're actually we're, we're quite deep at cornerback. When it comes to the safety positions, I'm not sure we are. I mean, let's remember, for no. you know, Kentrell Bryce's player I absolutely love. Um, and I think he's going to be really good. But he wasn't a starter last year. He, I think he ended up starting in games because we had injury issues, but he wasn't a starter the last year, so he's new to it. Clinton Dix is somebody that probably needs to um, get back to some of the old form. Some, sometimes, I don't know, th there's been some bad press. I don't know if he deserves it or not. I'm, I'm still a little undecided there, but there's been bad press. But yeah, to get down into, you know, you pick first three guys, they're saying that Josh Jones, the first backup, is, you know, having not a great camp. And then we're into Whitehead or Marvin Evans. And let's not forget Raven Green, obviously, out of respect. But do you know? Do you keep Whitehead and Evans? I don't think we can, can we? I mean, I'd say four is the max now. Especially when we count them up at the end, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, and I don't think let's we can justify. Four, the other thing as well, did Dimitri Goodson at one point play safety? Did I'm he? I'm pretty sure last year he may have stepped in at safety when we had some problems. So that could be an argument for keeping him on the roster at cornerback. 
but mm. I'm not trying to confuse things any more than they already are. So let's go on to the slightly easier task then of picking our special teams, guys, and then we'll have to have an add-up of what we got and see where we're sitting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, kicker, punter, yeah, Crosby and Scott. And then the long snapper, I reckon we go with the the guy that we um, drafted, Hunter Bradley. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm. So just to make the conversation a bit longer, who's your holder going to be? <laughs> JK Scott? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an officially listed uh, position on the Packers.com depth chart. Holder. And get this. I will buy you another Justin Perillo photo if you can guess unless you've already got it in front of you and then be honest but if you can guess who is the backup holder to JK Scott listed on Packers.com and any of you at home try and guess this one along so I have it in front of me and it is shocking but if <laughs> you know because we can't even do that thing like you know like a pub quiz like oh if you're listening now tweet us in with the yeah, answer who you think it might obviously be we're about to say it yeah do you want to release to the people who it is who are listening in their car? Randall Cobb. I did not what? know that. Randall Cobb. How does that even make how does that make sense even? I don't know, because I thought normally, like back in the day, your holder always used to be the backup quarterback, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Because obviously they've got good hands, they know how to um control the the huddle, the snap, all that sort of stuff. Plus as well, if you put any trick plays in, you've got someone who can throw the ball, right? So Generally, it was your backup quarterback. So you'd think it'd be J.K. Scott and then maybe Kaiser or Handley. Or but your starting no. quarterback. I mean, Brett Favre famously um, yeah. held and then was no longer allowed to hold <laughs> the yeah. ball. In case he gets his hand booted off. But yeah. So yeah, mm. there you go. And then they've uh, at the moment, they have listed uh, as punt and kick returner as Trevor Davis. But as, as said, we'll see how yeah. that goes. So, okay. So we've got our guys, uh, our specialist positions in our long snapper, Crosby as our kicker and our punter is Scott. So do you want me to have a quick count through? Okay. Okay, I'll do that. You say something interesting while I'm counting, otherwise that'll just be incredibly boring. Just sing lift music or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah so punt returner, Trevor Trevor Davis, kick returner, Trevor Davis, kick returner, backup, Ty Montgomery, now injured. And the third string being Jair Alexander. So I found that interesting. And again, I'm just passing time while Ryan counts things. Um, and Jamon Moore also listed. Um, and similarly, punt returner. So Trevor Davis in first, then Jair Alexander second, then Quinton Rollins and Tremont Williams as third. You are joking me. We have managed to pick exactly 53 players. Have <laughs> we really? Now we have a 54th in the Aaron Jones and Devontae Mays, but we've actually basically, because Jones won't be eligible in his first two weeks because he's suspended obviously mm. we're saying that somebody loses out and Jones comes back but we have managed I don't know how we've done it but we've done exactly 53 we've no rehearsals we didn't talk about positions beforehand but we've done 53 so there you go Poor. that's quite impressive that calls into question though. that's as well so though. that calls into question the linebacker and Quinton Rollins conundrum so is that with Rollins well, off yeah, the basically squad means or we've on? got no Rollins but Kumaro's in uh, it means we've got no backup left right. guard as well. Uh, so we're hoping that somebody covers there. We've got no... Well, we have kind of got a backup nose tackle because we know that Moo Wilkinson, Dan, uh, Daniels, Montrevious Adams can all play there. Um, but yeah, we have left off... Yeah, we have left off Quentin Rollins and a bunch of other corners that played some time last year. So 
Interesting. But yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Managing to pick 53, because I thought we'd have been over. I thought we'd be cutting people out of this. But there you go, there's 53. So what we'll do is we will try and get this into some sort of graphical form uh, at some point. And uh, we'll put it out there and uh, obviously try and get some discussion on it. In the meantime, obviously you're listening right now. Um, if you're listening in the car, don't tweet or post. But uh, wait till you get to work or wherever you're going. Um, but certainly interact with it. Let us know your feelings. Who did we leave out? Did Trevor Davis deserve to be left off? Because he's not on this roster. So we've essentially cut Trevor Davis. We've cut Kyla Fackrell. We've cut a whole bunch of other people, including a wide receiver from last year's draft, I believe, in D'Angelo Yancey. He doesn't make this roster either. Um, Boyle as well, the quarterback. You remember Steve Steve left him out. He picked the receiver. <laughs> yeah, okay. We left, him blame out. we left him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, there's lots of guys who haven't made it, and, and people will have different opinions on that, you know. Um, there's a lot of people that are going to be questioning why Hundley's on this on this team um, and not Boyle and, and so on and so on. People may question how many diff- how many people we have at different positions. You might feel that seven receivers is ridiculous and not needed. Let us know. Okay, it's a discussion. Everyone gets a right to an opinion. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, and um, that's if you can muster up a second tweet because your first one's probably going to be sending me some poxy uh, wrestling gifts. Yeah, do um, that. Please so do that. That's that, all I want to see tomorrow. No, I don't, I don't want to see it at all. I'm actually going to delete my Twitter. right now. No, I'm going to find a cool ping. Um, so yeah, that that finishes up the pot, I guess. So we've done the we've done the shop stuff. So get yourself those polos, and um, they're fairly dandy. And um, I think that solves the thing. So we'll see September first. And like you said, Ryan, like this is almost not as difficult, obviously, as this whole like, oh, who are we gonna draft, Lark? Um, but certainly when, as you said, when it comes down to the cutdowns and who the Packers are scouting and who they feel is on some type of um, roster bubble on a separate team, who they're sort of waiting in the wings to get. Um, yeah. we'll just see who they bring on and let go when it comes to that type of malarkey as well. Good part. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think so, yeah. And hopefully hopefully, some people back home will be uh, agreeing with at least something we said. Um, plus as well, as, as Steve said earlier, I think the draw for the draw for 1919 will be in the next day or so. Um, and then I think we'll mm-hmm. quite quickly get another one up of those. Um Go and get yourself a baseball jersey, uh, a polo, whatever, or, or look at some of the other items in the shop. It's all there. Um, so check out our website, ukpackers.co.uk. Yeah, and we had a guy who was looking to be paired for the trip, and we've got that now. Some lad uh, got surprised on his 30th birthday with tickets to go on the group trip, which is just fantastic. And um, Touchdown Trips have confirmed that you still can make a booking for that trip. So if you're... Uh, a bit of a you know one of those last minute fellas or ladies and you can get in there and book the trip but that's all from the podcast an extra long one and um, this week so from myself at cddnfl on twitter follow the group at uk packers on all social media including instagram and get into that closed group on facebook and from your buddy me old pal at ryan peacock nfl the diy whiz it's goodbye <laughs> till next week have a great tuesday <laughs>